This is Cat's Podcast, episode number 21. Hello, freedom lovers. <laughs> Welcome back to a new Freedom Lifestyle edition on my podcast. I'm Cat, I'm your host. And for those of you who are new to my podcast, who haven't yet tuned into the Freedom Lifestyle series, this is where I ask people from different countries and different areas to talk about their freedom and their version of a freedom lifestyle. So that's a life or lifestyle that's rather unconventional and that has freedom at its core. And if you're new to this, you can also check out my introduction episode to this second Freedom Lifestyle series, which is episode number 18. There you get a, a little bit of a background behind the scenes and the connection to my personal story why I do it and one of the reasons really is to show that there are so many ways to live out there and that we're not confined to a certain way of life and that we can really create the life that we want. And in this episode today I'm talking to Niels Wagner. He's a guy from Germany, from Berlin and I'm actually super happy to talk to him because he's a friend of friends and um, when I heard about him I thought oh that sounds pretty amazing because he is the owner and founder respectively co-founder of two Berlin-based companies Paper Cuts and Badaga that create sustainable fashion and accessories and I know or I knew that he's also really living his freedom by traveling a lot and surfing and really making the most of life. And I always wondered, how do you do that? How do you run a company or two companies and still keep your freedom? And he's here to talk about that today. And he's also one of the young entrepreneurs trailblazing really a new sustainable made in Germany or made in Europe. So he's producing regionally and really setting an example against the omnipresent made in China. And I think looking at all what's going on in the world at the moment, it's actually a perfect timing to dive deeper into this specific subject. And this conversation today is really a two-parter. So we'll start talking about Neil's freedom lifestyle and what led him to walk a different path and how he combines work and surf and how he manages to keep his freedom running two companies. And we're also talking about how his perception of freedom changed during lockdown and over the past months and how we can make the most of these times. You should definitely tune in if you're in need of a dose of positive mindset and just do attitude. And in the second part of the conversation, we'll dive deeper into sustainable production and consumption and you'll get to see his view on the questions can we do everything right and how can we consume more mindfully from an entrepreneurial and a personal perspective and Niels also walks us through his entrepreneurial experiences in the fashion world and in specific through his scouting process for new sustainable and vegan materials as well as through the evolution process of the new Paper Cuts sneakers. So stay tuned for this part of the conversation if you're really interested in 
conscious consuming and want to know more about what to take into consideration when buying a product. And last but not least, I have an exclusive rebate code for my listeners. You get 10% off your whole purchase at Papercats. Use the code CAT10 when buying online at Papercats. Papercats, it's spelled P-A-P-R and then cats.de. So there's no E as in paper. It's simply P-A-P-R-C-U-T-S dot D-E. And use the code CAT10. K-A-T-10. This code is valid until September 15th of this year. And you can find the online shop and the code in the show notes below or on the episode page. And now... Enjoy this refreshing, motivating, and overall positive conversation. It's one that shows that we have the power and the choice to create a new reality, be it in our personal life or on a business level. All right, welcome to my podcast, Niels. You're in Portugal at the moment, and I think that's very fitting talking about living a freedom lifestyle. And Actually, for you, it's a business trip, but I guess these trips for you are never purely business, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Hi. Uh, first of all, really, really uh, happy to uh, to take part uh, in your podcast. Um, I think we've been talking about this for ages now, and uh, finally, it's happening. Um, yes, I'm. I'm in Portugal. I'm, I'm in in Baleal, uh, Peniche. Um, I think. Uh, Quite a lot of people know it. It's about one hour north of Lisbon. Um, usually for me, the, um, that happens like three or four times a year normally to, to go to, to Portugal because we have a, um, uh, or I have a business and I, yeah, um, I have to go to the production sites. We produce sneakers here and we produce um, for the other brand that I, um, that I started last year. Um, we produce uh, surf bikinis and yoga bikinis, and um, soon there's more more things to come. So it's always really, really nice to um, combine business and um, and and a little bit of uh, surf and jumping into the water, uh, eating the really, really good food here. Um, I, I I think I cannot complain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds amazing. Honestly, I'm a bit jealous. I want to be in the ocean too. <laughs> Yeah, you're welcome to, to join here. Let's go for, for it. <laughs> yeah, I might actually do that next time. <laughs> so before we start really diving into your lifestyle and um, tell us a little bit about, about you, what you do so the listeners um, can, can grasp you better. What do you do and what are your companies papercats and badaga so what are they and what's what's the mission behind them um yeah let's start maybe quickly as a wrap-up i i um, studied communication management that means um, marketing and um and advertising and worked in advertising agencies uh i think that's how, how long is that ago 13, 14 years ago. It was actually right before 
Facebook popped up and uh, and all these things. Um, it was a little bit already, but um, it was not integrated in advertising. So I was really a, um, a non-online uh, marketing person, um, only with very slight uh, online projects. And then I then I stopped uh, working in advertising because back then. Also, this um, healthy lifestyle was not integrated into uh, advertising agencies. A few of my friends um, who are still working in advertising or PR in these kind of agencies, they um, they tell me that they have uh, done a huge change. Back then, I, I worked unbelievable amounts of hours, also night shifts. I remember that sometimes I would sit all night drinking three or four uh, energy drinks or uh, or Coca-Colas or whatever. Um, and the next morning I still had to work. So I, I was just like continuing work. And um, mm. that made me think of how I want to live my life. And I was like, do I really want to be uh, like waking up uh, suddenly when I'm 40 and be still in this kind of advertising agency thing and still uh, like my whole life has just um, passed by and I don't know what's uh, uh, what's been happening the last 10, 12, 15 years. So uh, for me, it was very clear. Um, I, I will quit. Um, so I, I started with a friend. I started a longboard company and we produced um, longboards made in, in Berlin, um, like street longboards. And we, we actually... Did, made them uh, out of wood in my um, in my second room I had uh, back then in my um, in my shared flat. Um, <laughs> I also did uh, an olive oil company with friends, so we um, created a really nice brand and packaging, and uh, went down to Greece and got the premium olive oil there. Um, and wow. sold it to, yeah, that was that was super interesting um, uh, because we we were really dealing with interesting hotels, interesting um, food, uh, food companies. Um, that was, that was pretty good. Yeah. In the end, it was not that good anymore because we, we, we actually split in not very happy uh, mindsets. Um, I mean, that's how, how it goes sometimes with um, when you, when you start a business together. Um, yeah. What can you do? <laughs> <laughs> so can I just um, go back a few sentences? So when you said, okay, this, the work at the agency, that was really too much for me. And it sounds very familiar. I have, it's basically the same story. And so would you say that that was the, the crucial point in your life where you said, okay, I, that's it, I got to live differently or were there other factors playing into as well? I think that was actually the, the crucial point. I was, I was so wasted. I was so tired. I was so sad. And at the same time, so happy because I really liked the agency life. I liked the, the friends I had in the agency and I liked the, um, also the parties uh, that, that we have had uh, back then and, uh, and everything. But it made me it made me so so bad, um, and I remember I I was uh, having um, dinner with my family back then when I was visiting them, um, 
uh, it was around Christmas, and I told them I will quit. I will not um, not go forward with this. It's it's breaking me apart. It's it's really making me crazy, and I, I really feel not not good. My energy is uh, is out just because of of that. And uh, they were like, "No, you cannot leave your job. Uh, a job is so important to have." And, I mean, we all know these kind of uh, things our parents uh, tell us and ask oh, us. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was pretty pretty hard. Um, and I was, uh, yeah, I was really sad to, to tell them because, um, of course, they they really do care about uh, me and they, they were really scared. Um, what will our son uh, do if he doesn't have a proper job uh, and I think that was the best thing to to actually um, to actually do because then um, after that uh, yeah all these interesting um, stories with starting businesses and um, starting things happened and um, they were not less tiring and not less uh, <laughs> eating up my energy uh, actually more and I also had some years with um, night shifts and uh, feeling bad every morning because I was thinking about paying bills and um, and all these things. But if you do it for yourself, um, the tolerance level is uh, is much, uh, much different. Yeah, and I guess you have a different inner drive. It's probably, I don't know, do you feel it's it's connected more to your purpose, to what you really meant to live definitely definitely um it of course it, it it shifted also a lot um because i mean my my mindset shifts and i i grew up or at least i hope i grew up a little bit uh, in in this time um but yeah for sure it, it really um i think my my personality reflects in in the brands and also in the philosophy of uh, of, uh, of the the brands that uh, that came up uh, along the way so what happened after the olive oil adventure? <laughs> the olive oil adventure. Um, uh, parallel to that, I um, I was doing a um, marketing um, job for uh, as a freelance in in Berlin. I, I started to um, help a beer brand um, get a foot into into the market. Um, it's a beer brand from from Stuttgart, and a few of my friends. Back then, we're working for for them already, and they were like, "Hey, we want to go to Berlin. Uh, do you want to help us?" And uh, I was like, "Yeah, why not?" Having an unlimited supply of beer uh, uh, coming to to Berlin. I mean, um, being being in the middle or end of uh, twenty, what's <laughs> what's better than that? I mean, just I can I can still remember the first day when I was actually renting a. A little um, storage place um, uh, out in the east of, of Berlin, and when the first truckload of twelve pallets of beer, and each pallet has, I think, forty-eight crates uh, on it, and um, so around about wow. six hundred crates of beer. When that arrived, I was like, "Oh my fucking god, this is uh, this is paradise! <laughs> I really made it." <laughs> uh, that was uh, that was just fantastic, unbelievable. And since then, I was invited to a lot of parties, and I was uh, very 
very famous in my um, circle of friends and also my circle of friends grew a lot, like exponentially um, from, <laughs> from that time onwards, actually. <laughs> and it was it was pretty interesting to, to meet. I, I met a lot of people from bars and clubs also. Um, I, I met quite a few people from other marketing backgrounds. So I was not only in, in the... Um, in the club and bar scene, but also more um, yeah, marketing driven. And I, I, I was free to do whatever I wanted. So I, I could just uh, uh, do some really cool collaborations with um, yeah, nice, nice projects. And I, I saw so many other things popping up in that time. I was, um, I was going around a lot and um, yeah. And uh, at that time, I mean, I mean, I was, uh, actually sitting at home, <laughs> being a little bit hungover on a Sunday um, from another party. And yeah, I, I, I was like, ah, my, my leather wallet is really, really big and fat. And um, all the time when I sit on it, it really is, uh, it's hurting a lot. So I was taking a newspaper um, and a scissor and some, uh, I did some cuttings there and some foldings and it's like yeah this is cool i i can do a party wallet um only made of uh, made of paper it lasted three days um then it was uh, it was gone uh, obviously because it really didn't uh, didn't work out uh but the idea was born and then I, I went to some printing agencies talked to them if they have a, a much better um uh, kind of paper or fabric and they they recommended some stuff to me and uh, we did the first uh, the first things, the first tryouts, um, and out came, uh, that was 10 years ago, a brand that I still have and uh, actually own uh, completely because it, it's bootstrapped from, from them. It's called Paper Cuts, and we are doing wallets and uh, watches, wash bags, tobacco pouches, um, hip bags, and since last year also sneakers. Um, Backpacks will come out soon. Um, just a quick wrap up about everything um, that actually came out of a hungover, um, stupid, uh, stupid idea. Wow, yeah. that's pretty. That's pretty impressive. And yeah. also seeing your, like the action you took, like because I know a lot of the time we're sitting on ideas and we're procrastinating about them, but. It was basically there was the idea, and then you went into implementation, and that's pretty fascinating. Yeah, I um, I think I'm a I'm more a doer than a than a thinker. Um, I have a friend; he's he's kind of a thinker guy. So we were a couple of years back in in Brazil, um, uh, and we wanted to go to to a beach to to surf, and it was a really really long walk, and um. Then we passed by another beach and someone told us like, oh, there's turtles uh, in the water. I just came out. There's a lot of turtles. You can swim with turtles. And I was like, wow, this is super cool. And my friend was like, yeah, this is super cool. But uh, I think, did we want to go to the surf beach to try it out? And I was like already pulling out my, my clothes <laughs> and running into the water. Like, yeah, we can do that later. Uh, just want to do it for half an hour, uh, blah, blah. And, and then I was in the water. Um, and this whole thing of like, I rather do things, try it out, um, never try, never know. <laughs> things like uh, like this. I think this is my my kind of mindset, and um, I sometimes over rush into into things. Um, but 
yeah, also maybe it's better to overrush than um, than to think for weeks and weeks and months mm -hmm. and then uh, not uh, not do it anyways. Yeah, yeah I can. Um, I can. I could really use a piece of more more doing and not overthinking because especially lately or in the past couple of years, I feel I'm so in my head. So um, that's actually yeah. so nice to hear and to have this antidote to, um, to a personality like I am or to how I think. So that's, that's good to see. <laughs> yeah. I, I would actually, um, if I can um, uh, give a little recommendation to all the people out there, just, uh, just go for it. Um, it's really it's really worth trying out things than uh, than, than uh, not if, if you burn for something even if you just burn for it for for a couple of weeks but then then you then you have burned for it mm. it's uh, better than than uh, not trying to uh, to how do you, how do you say that like kindle the spark or, or somehow like uh, like this uh. yeah so true and What did I just want to say? Oh, yeah, when you said, okay, do it, try it out. And I think a lot of the time, clarity comes from action. So it's only when you actually do the things and implement stuff that you see, oh, does it work? Doesn't it work? How do people respond? And we'll, I'm sure we're going to talk about that later again. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> where we talk about, um, a bit more about um processes and in combination with sustainability and conscious choices and how we consume and how we live. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that was the, the birth of paper cuts. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. you're producing mainly in Germany. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. We, um, that was my idea from the beginning. Um, actually the first couple of years, um, We had the claim um, made in Berlin, not in uh, Xinjiang Shang. Uh, I was always saying I'm a little bit racist. Uh, sorry for for that. Um, but um, it was um, actually like it was like three Chinese uh, signs, and they said um, Guangdong Province. And Guangdong Province is the the, the area. It's like 40 million people where most of all the things are. Um, are fabricated um, nowadays. It's, it's a highly developed when you uh, area. When you see made in China on something, it's from there. Most of the time, I mean, now there's, there's more and more other areas developing also, but th this is still huge. It's one of the biggest trade fairs. Um, I also visited, I think, like two or three years ago to have a, have a look at it too. Um, I was uh, kind of passing through there, so I was like, oh, "Yeah, I really have to <laughs> see it," and it was—it's unbelievable. So, this area is just massive, and um, and everything, or a lot of uh, everything that you can um, buy nowadays is, is coming from uh, from there. So, my idea was always to not produce there uh, because I did some calculations, and um, I think I'm I'm quite okay with numbers. So uh, I was like, "Yeah." We can we can produce it here in in, in Germany. So I, um, I mean everything is possible. If uh, 
Elon Musk can build rockets that uh, that can land again and uh, and are not uh, not throw away uh, uh, rockets. And um, uh, I think you just have to think about how you want to um, like put your uh, words together and what what you want to achieve, and then then just um, uh, try to to go most probably the, the unbeaten track because that brings you to to the solution like the the. the the, the, the tracks where most of the people are, are walking, that's the easy way, but that's always um, uh, the way where um, where things actually are already. If you um, if you need to develop some some other things, um, yeah, it's uh, uh, it brings you to um, to far away uh, spots and to other things no one or not a lot of people know and. And that was actually also the thing um, in, in, in Germany uh, back then. No one um, or not a lot of people wanted to produce things in Germany. And um, also the people back then, they, they told me like, I th production is, is, that's your bottleneck. Uh, you have to go to China. You have to go to I Asia uh, to, to produce there. And um, especially with like startup uh, guys that I, that I talked to back, back then, I was like, no, 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 no. We'll do it here. And um, yeah. we did it. Again, as I said, uh, for for ten years, and um, I think five six years ago, it really became more and more popular to um, to pay more attention to to made in uh, made in Germany, made in Berlin, uh, made in Europe things. No one ever paid attention to that, and now it's we have this huge history of uh, of producing only in Germany, and um, that gives us a, a pretty big um, uh, uplift and also. Um, a very very um, strong fan base because um, we truly uh, believe in these uh, ethics long before it was uh, trendy and long before it was um, greenwashing things and long before it was uh, it was hip um, to to do that. Yeah. So mm. that's uh, yeah, that's. I think it's always good to 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 forecast into the future and, and really see like what what do we really need to achieve and how, how will the world evolve evolve and how how can it bring us uh, there already to be uh, further ahead than um, than others uh, yeah hmm. so more thinking in images how we want to see the world in okay. In a certain time from now, and not thinking, oh, okay, how is the world? And that it's probably already creating this limited mindset. And yeah, I think it's it's really good to to forecast how you wanna see things and how you wanna have things. Um, set you a goal of how you wanna do it, and then then just start start walking. <laughs> and you'll get there. Mm, that sounds so good. And I, I think it's it's such an empowering view and it can really be a super positive push and motivation for a lot of people out there listening now because you can you can apply it to basically any area in your life or work life. Totally. Uh, you don't even have to be um, uh, self-employed or uh, or whatever. You can you can be employed. I mean, I I have 
like PaperCut has around 40 employees or 35 uh, at the moment. Um, I would be unbelievably happy if uh, if they would, they are really proactive already, but they could be much more proactive. Um, and I think it will do good to people and it will do good to um, to yourself also. So this uh, thing, because I think life life can get really boring. And of course you can go uh, on a nine to five job and uh, um, then go home again. But but then nine to, nine to five is uh, really wasted. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a waste, it's a waste of time uh, if you if you're not happy and if you uh, or you can be you can be okay and happy. But uh, if you can be like really creative in, in your job, really like uh, be be outgoing, then. Um, this this just brings another dimension in uh, in your life. You earn money with things you with things you like and with ideas you you like and uh, yeah. Totally, I I love it what you're saying because it's I think it's exactly that way of thinking that we need right now, empowering ourselves and becoming more self reliant in whatever situation we're in. And if it's your nine to five, maybe you can get more proactive or you can do things in a way that uplift yourself and that also make you stronger, I guess, and be more in your own power. So totally, totally. I think proactiveness and also um, solution-based work is for, for me, that's, that's the key. Uh, I always try to, to preach everyone around me, don't blame anyone or anything. Just always, there's always things going wrong. Just take it, uh, take it as it is and give me th the solution. It's only try to think in solutions. Um, and um, yeah, that, uh, that's actually much more positive mindset that, uh, that brings, uh, that, that you have creates. Because like blaming uh, things and, and people is always it's so destructive. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, and it also brings you into this victim role. Like, yeah. oh, it's, it happened to me. I can't do anything against it. And But when you switch it or turn it around, it's like, okay, so that's the situation. That's the part of the reality I'm dealing with now. I have to deal with and... What can I do to make it better? And it's it's so interesting to talk about it because I really do hope that we're wake, waking up, especially now with this pandemic going on, having these weird times, but also having these strong energies that really can give us the, the tailwind that's needed to push us forward and to go more into a different direction. And I think for too long we've been we've lived in this overall mindset and in a lot of maybe in, in even all of our, the areas in our lives that we can't do anything. There's, there's always someone else, an expert or so we have to turn to, for example, if we have a health problem or we go to a doctor and we take it for granted what he's saying, but maybe there's a combination we can go to a doctor and we can also listen to ourselves and feel what's going on. And so, yeah, I love that you're bringing that up because this is all 
feeding into this, the other topic we're talking about today, creating a new reality. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I think you, you're 100% right. And um, when you say, like, you don't want to be the victim. No, you don't want to be the victim. You, you want to be the hero. Um, and uh, that's, uh, I think everyone wants to be a hero, even if they say they don't want to be a hero. But when you actually are yeah. a hero, it feels so much nicer, <laughs> even if you don't dare to be, to be one. And uh, if you, even if you don't want to be on a big stage and, and be a hero. But po positivity, I mean, come on, positivity is so much better than... Uh, the negative uh, uh, thoughts and ne negative vibes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Quickly, before we move on, um, tell us a little bit about your other company, Badaga, so people know what you're doing there. Yeah. <laughs> um, Badaga, that's, um, uh, that's the brand I started. We brought it live last year. Um, actually, quite yeah, a year ago. It's um, surf and yoga um, wear, mostly for women at the moment, um, but we will launch for men uh, probably next year. Um, it's bikinis, leggings, things like this. Um, more accessories to, to come, like uh, yoga mats and um, more equipment around it also. Um, I uh, the, the story goes back like two and a half years already uh, when I was traveling with my um, girlfriend and we were um, in Nicaragua and we really wanted to uh, to buy some um, some good surf bikini for her and we couldn't find one and then we were sitting together and uh, thinking and like ah oh, yeah and it could be good to to start a brand because she was uh, Uh, finishing her job back then and uh, I was like yeah I mean I'm, I'm traveling a lot so if you actually want to uh, continue being with me and travel with me you should start uh, your own company uh, and, uh, <laughs> I love that. and be able to, <laughs> to, to travel with me <laughs> because like uh, a nine-to-five job with 24 days of holiday um, that's not enough I am um, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm 12 or, 12 or 16 weeks uh, in, in holidays, working holidays. But uh, yeah, so um, th that was uh, my motivation to her. Um, a little spoiler, uh, we are not together anymore, but uh, we, still <laughs> we still do. But you're uh, laughing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're still working together. And um, of course, we, we've had uh, good times. We've uh, had bad times. Um, but we are, we're still really good together. Um, she's also working at Paper Cuts. Um, so we are very, very um, close uh, together. And um, I, I really um, like her for, for her ideas and for, uh, for her mindset. Um, although we clash together sometimes, but that's... Um, I think that's just normal for uh, for people when you um, uh, when you know each other for such a long uh, such a long time. Um, yeah, and it's it's still it's such a cool thing because we both were so excited about this sustainable approach of um, of starting a, a swimwear brand. Because if you look at all the big chains where you normally buy your uh, your clothes. Um, everything is made in um, Bangladesh, uh, 
whatever. Like I, I don't want to blame these these countries, but um, I actually would like to blame these uh, companies uh, uh, a little mm. bit because um, that's not uh, not a sustainable thing at all to to let people produce in factories that actually sometimes even break down or burn to the ground. And um, I mean, we know this uh, this Bangladesh uh, thing, which was <laughs> such a such a big tragedy. Um, so we really want want to like make a change to the world, and we we believe that it's uh, it's really really important um so our products are made of um partly re recycled um fish net and partly recycled um plastic bottles um so the, the um, yeah that's um so you're uh, fishing at the bottles also stuff you fish out of the ocean um yeah the more the the fish nets yes uh, the bottles come from um from landfills like from from mm -hmm. garbage um and it's 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 cleaned and um made uh, made new and and uh, recycled or upcycled um uh, um and that's done in in Italy and then it's shipped to uh to portugal and here we have a small tailor company um it's a family business it's really really nice they um, they work with us for two years already now because it took a long time for prototyping, and um, yeah, we're, we're super happy to um, to to have them, and uh, we're super happy to have this kind of regional European thing where we uh, don't have too much uh, CO2 emissions um, by by the transport, and um, yeah, we really try to cut it down. Actually, the idea is to move it even further, um, maybe even do a little bit more in Berlin. Um, so, uh, but that's uh, that's still a way to go. I mean, it's it's not the end solution. Um, I always like to to say that um, things are maybe in between transition, and uh, it's a good idea. But still, uh, you can always change, and you can always get get better, and you can always improve. So this is what we are thinking of um, to make it even better. Mm. That sounds pretty amazing. I love it. I love the idea of. Yeah, really consuming more regionally, mm -hmm. so regionally within Europe, I'm, I'm saying now. And yeah, it's amazing. And I will put in uh, links to your companies in the show notes so people can have a look. And I can tell all the women out there, um, the prints from Baraga, they're really beautiful. I don't have my <laughs> own bikini yet, but they look really, really good. <laughs> Maybe we yeah. can uh, change that uh, that situation um, when we talk about it uh, later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that brings you to Portugal, basically, where we started talking. Um, exactly. Yes. How do you manage to run your own business and yet live your freedom? Because. You you already mentioned, oh, well, actually having your own business can also be super tiring and it's there are phases where you do a lot of over hours and you get not a lot of sleep. So to me, it seems that you have a really good balance of work life and life life. Of yeah. course, it's, <laughs> it's not that you can make a clear cut between those. But yeah, how, how do you manage to do that and how do you keep your feeling of freedom? Um, yeah, I think it, uh, that was quite a few years uh, ago. My that was also one of my goals um, when we 
when we talk about goals again and visions uh, again, um, I I was pretty sure that I wanted to have a company where I can earn my living, but I didn't see myself in a 60, 70, 80 hours work week. I didn't even see myself in a 40 hours uh, work week. Um, so uh, I actually, it took me quite a bit of, of strength to, to start with it. But when I did it, it was really, really the best thing. And that's trusting people. So I got people that I trust into the company, people I really like, people I I felt very comfortable with and I could just give tasks. Um, of course, quite a few times they didn't uh, do the... Um, do the task as good as uh, as I would do it because I'm super dedicated to uh, to work. But um, uh, actually, even if it's twenty percent less, that's uh, that's what I uh, what I think to myself. It's still better than uh, than when I'm doing it because, I, as I said, I um, I have thirty five uh, people um, employed in in the company. Um, it's how how could I do all these uh, these jobs? So you need uh, people that uh, that you can give uh, tasks to, um, and yeah, that's uh, that's that's the basic goal: have good people, um, and also uh, always when I uh, do interviews with them, I tell them like, hey, you have to be uh, independent, you have to be a solution finding person because. I will not be there every day uh, standing at your desk and telling you uh, how things are uh, are done. I'm always reachable, but I will be uh, on holidays or on working holidays or uh, whatever. I mean, I don't call it holidays. I actually go call it more like go go travel and surf and um, and yeah, me too. Uh, work. Besides <laughs> that. Yeah, so. Uh, I mean, holidays really sounds like a, like a resort uh, thing where you go for two or three weeks, you book uh, everything uh, included with your family and two children and, and all these things. Oh, this is nothing for me. Um, i rather uh, hang out in uh, deserted uh, beaches. Um, I'm happy to be all alone there. <laughs> uh, the only thing I need is my, my surfboard, waves, and, um, and internet. So I, I work from there quite a lot. Yeah, so that's that's my uh, long story short. That's my actually that's my idea of uh, of work: trust people, find good people, um, and um, go and live your lifestyle as you as you wanna wanna have it. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting, and I think it's really great advice for someone in a similar situation, be it a you know a, a person who's right in the middle of building something up or a solopreneur who's thinking about maybe um, delegating a few of his or outsourcing a few of the tasks she or he's dealing with. And when you were saying that I could literally see how you by outsourcing or by trusting your people doing their scope of work, you're creating this freedom literally because you're... Exactly expanding your space in, in and time so totally and and also this i mean you know what this this thing of trusting uh, the people and not being there all the time it really helped us in in this corona times uh, right now to 
to go from one day to the other into home office um, and and be more um, uh, more independent. I mean, it caused quite a few problems also. Uh, yeah, uh, um, but uh, in the end, it was really really good because I wasn't there um, all the time. And um, but I'm I'm reachable all the time. So you can uh, message me and you can call me uh, day and night. And if I don't answer, I, I call back or I message back. That's uh, the deal uh, we have. Um, so it really made um, this adaption to to the to the change quite um, quite smooth. Mm. I can I can totally imagine that that was a huge advantage compared to other <laughs> companies. Um, Corona is the right buzzword, actually. Um, Looking at those past months, has your perception of freedom changed, especially during lockdown? Because looking at it from the outside or just having a glance at it, you would think, oh, freedom and lockdown, this this is actually the contrary. So how did it feel for you? In the beginning, it felt really really strange I, I actually had my year planned um to go to quite a few nice places um that, that was really harsh uh for me um but on the other hand i i was in uh, in indonesia six weeks in the beginning of uh, of this year and um that actually that that was calming me down a lot and it really changed a lot in, inside of me I was on yeah, really deserted uh, islands and and, and and spots where uh, where I could just be myself, not talk too much to to people, um, and just surf and work. And that that energy I gained there, um, it really took me all the way through Corona with a really really good uh, attitude because I. I knew I can be alone with myself. I actually don't uh, don't need to be um, around people all the time. And um, I really liked to be, um, yeah, not not to be alone alone because I had a few friends that I was um, that I was talking to and also meeting. Um, I had like my my very very close friends, like two or three of them. Um, and that was the the circle of uh, of friends I, I had in in that time and. That's actually that's that's freedom. That's that's so nice to have only two or three people, and you can trust your life with them, and you can do whatever uh, is uh, on your mind with uh, with them. Um, and I was I had so much time. I, I didn't I didn't miss the parties. I didn't miss clubbing. I didn't miss going on some strange occasions uh, where you have to shake some hands and uh all these uh, these things uh that was actually a relief to me so i could really focus on work focus on nature focus on sports um focus on on, on developing the the business and um and developing the the company with my uh with my people um still we were also um brought down quite a bit by by this corona because a lot of things i couldn't forecast um, but that was actually my 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 kind of uh, freedom that I took out because uh, yeah because I 
I couldn't go surf somewhere. I just made my peace with me and the time, and it really felt felt good. Actually, yesterday, I um, sent a voice message to one of my friends, and I was like, dude, I really miss the corona times. I really, really, really do miss it. <laughs> it was so <laughs> nice and calm. You didn't have to... There, were, there was not a hundred things you could do because there just wasn't. And and that was the focus. You could just be, mm-hmm. be with yourself and uh, and your close friends. And now I'm here in Portugal and things have been filling up. There's so many people around here. And, um, talking to too many people and uh, going to bars. I mean, that's nice, of course. But sometimes I think... Sometimes I think it's a waste of uh, a waste of time because I rather focus on on myself, reading and uh, and chilling with with me myself and I. That's also pretty nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that. I can very much relate to that. We've talked about it before, but it's 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 nice to hear, and I think it's also so interesting to hear especially for those people out there because you're someone who's who's been traveling a lot over the past years and that was part of your freedom and but now you're saying yeah but it it can also be different and still feel free and i think that is very beautiful and it's so interesting to see you said narrowing down and that actually in that or in these times, that was what brought you more freedom. So it's not more is more, but less is more in that case. And that's really interesting how narrowing down can actually expand our freedom. Exactly, because and, you have focus on, on a few things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the focus thing was also something that, for example, hit me hard when I came home from New Zealand. So I got back from New Zealand with one of these repatriation flights by the German government. And then I was sitting there in my hometown in a house all to myself. And I was like, wow, actually this space feels really good and it feels so right. And I didn't expect it in that intensity. It was just there. And I was like, wow, this is good. And I finally have the time to focus on just a few things, just a couple and not 10. And that was so freeing. So what did you do then? What, what, is, uh, what was your focus? So I focused on my podcast um, and I focused on diving deeper into yoga. Mm-hmm. And I think I also wrote a lot. I mean, I'm constantly writing, but that's, the thing I usually do in the morning. It's part of my morning routine. But at that point I was I was writing a lot and and yeah, into integrating new bits into my morning routine and trying out things in yoga and diving deeper. So that's basically what I did. Yeah. That's that sounds really good. Nothing super special, super amazing, um, but really only focusing on uh, on yourself and what you really, really um like and what what you want to uh, do and self-optimize uh, because that was one of these buzzwords uh, back then, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. True, yeah. That, Self-develop, yeah. self-optimize, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, 
I'm just looking at my questions here. Um, yes, what did I tell you? Is there one thing or one tip you can um, you can really give people uh, who want to create more freedom in their lives? What would be your key tip or motivational line? I think just uh, jump into the water where the turtles are uh, and don't think about it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think uh, yeah, that, that's it. I think that says everything. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> And is there someone or something that inspired you lately? There's there's a lot uh, a lot of people um, who inspired me. Um, I mean, all of my friends they they did inspire me uh, a lot over over the years. But actually, there's one one person new in my life. Um, um, I met him about a year ago, uh, surfing here in uh, in Portugal. Um, he uh, he's a guy from uh, from Argentina, and um, at the beginning, I was like, uh, I was in a hostel again, and I didn't really talk uh, talk that much because I was focusing on work and surf. And he was uh, actually starting to talk to me and offering me a, a glass of wine. And so I sat down with him. Um, his name is Damian. Um, uh, and yeah, I didn't really want to talk uh, that much. And then I found out like he was so positive and he was so fascinating. He also, he always said like, in, we talked for two hours Uh, the word fascinating i think he, he said that like 20 times and exactly that uh, that was the the conversation um, it was fascinating and positive and i was so blown away by his positivity that um i really i think we spent a, a whole week together surfing and and chilling and that just um yeah that just made my 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 um um reception of of how how i see the the, the uh, my environment so beautiful and um since mm -hmm. then i'm in really close contact with him we we talk a lot on whatsapp and um i mean normally i don't let new people into my life that uh, that easily but but he's yeah again so positive and it really changed my mind and i think that was the the ground step for having a very very positive alone time in Indonesia and that actually resulted in a very very positive um, time in, in Corona so um, it actually changed my, my perception and actually changed my uh, my kind of uh, life uh, style and, and how, I, how I feel and see some things so I really want to do a big shout out uh, to, to Damian and say thank you thank you dude that was really really good <laughs> yeah Wow, that is amazing. That's really amazing. Yeah, you know, like when there's a person who's just uplifting all the time and who's just positive and, and only seeing the positive things, not complaining, not like we German potatoes, like uh, <laughs> complaining uh, about a lot of things, complaining about the weather, complaining about whatever else. Um, it, it, it's so nice to... Uh, To, um, and I'm, I'm like this also sometimes and I really have to pull myself together and that really um, 
change when our German nature comes through every now and then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And let's not change it, but let's just try to remember there's so much, so much more uh, than, uh, than complaining uh, in life. Mm. That is pretty fascinating how, how someone can, can influence you in a good way. Yeah. And that intensely that because it sounds really like a profound shift that you had for your mindset and for your perception of the world. Yeah, yeah. It really uh, it really made uh, made a lot to me. Also my uh, like my team when I came back from Indonesia, they were like what has happened to you? You are so different. You are so positive and um yeah, I think that's uh that's what happened uh, there. Wow. Wow. That's actually the perfect bridge for kind of our second topic, subtopic of this conversation. It could be subtitled creating a new reality. We're going to talk about sustainable living and consuming. So looking at these times right now, what do you think? What has to change so we can really create a better and a more sustainable future respecting our planet more if i would uh, have an answer to to this whole big uh, big thing um <laughs> that would be <laughs> that would be uh, quite nice um now i think um in general we we should um be more um yeah be more positive uh, towards um this this change and um, really accept it as a, accept it as a as a big big change um uh i think nothing will be as it was before um so yeah i don't know if it's uh um sorry i'm a little bit distracted do you hear the music uh, uh in the background here no, not. Okay, um, I think my neighbors are uh, uh, having a little afternoon party uh, at the moment. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so uh, I think accepting the change and really thinking in a change and not only um, meaning, um, okay, a change, I make the color of the wallet uh, blue instead of uh, dark gray, but um, really thinking, what, what do we actually need? Um, do we need to buy less do we need to shift to um to different things that are more important um for example we we actually um had uh, um uh, had a major shift we we have expertise in online sales and um since our online sales also went down um we we thought what can we do and we um we started to offer an agency service to support small businesses um, who are struggling because they are not really good in in online marketing, um, in performance marketing especially, to, to really uh, generate more sales. So um, we're working with uh, with two clients now and um, really getting things going for them. And um, I, I think it's a very, very good help to other people. We mm-hmm. give, actually, uh, our hourly rate is ridiculous. And, uh 
I had some problems with uh, my team about that, but I said, I, I don't really want to make a big profit with, with it. I just want to like help and create more, um, uh, more options to, to focus on. And, um, and to, 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 to try a, another change uh, of a solution. So I think this is really, really good. Think into a lot of different ideas. Think into a lot of uh, different uh, things. And just think, think, change and pave your way into another future. Um, maybe don't pave it with, uh, uh, with stone and, and, uh, uh, and things because that makes nature go away. <laughs> maybe you have to take this uh, thing with a pave, pave your way to the future back. <laughs> that's that's uh, sentences that you that you learn from your uh, uh, from your youth, uh, and you hear it over and over again. And then, actually, one day, one day you find out, damn, this is so, so stupid. stupid. This is so stupid. This is, uh, this is uh, where does it come from? And yeah, it comes from the I don't know seventies, eighties, uh, or, or wherever when when people didn't really think into sustainable uh, things. So please don't pave your way into the uh, future. Do something else. Just find your path and don't break the the bushes uh, that you that you go through. I think that's much better. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And that leads directly to the next question. When we were talking the other day, it was actually funny because we came to a point where we were asking ourselves, "How shall we do everything right?" Yeah. I mean. You know, we're we're traveling, we're consuming, we're we're living, and it's all so interconnected. And it's no problem getting goods from the other side of the world or flying to the other side of the world within a day. So, how yeah, how how can we do everything right? Or probably we can't. So. What can we do to at least make our way through this world more consciously and, you know, without being paralyzed by not making perfect choices? Yeah, um, I, for me, that's a really, really big topic because I, I am, I'm the owner of two companies who focus on sustainability and in, in which kind of way it is, but it's, it's very sustainable um, but we cannot be sustainable in every kind of way. Um, and same for me. Um, my, my biggest uh, thing um, that, I, that I have a big debt uh, in is, is flying around the world. Um, uh, I'm very sorry for, for this, um, but I really cannot live without this at the moment or i couldn't live right now i i actually can um almost but i have to go to portugal also to um to support the, the business and uh, um and do and yeah do things for it and work uh, on projects here because yeah um but um i mean if we would do everything perfectly right we would need to run around naked uh, in the world and only eat uh, plants and uh and that's it uh, not uh, not polluting not uh, not using anything not um, not wearing glasses not not blah because everything that we consume um is in the end uh, bringing um a bad uh, thing uh, to the world maybe it takes uh years and years longer but uh, in the end what we're doing is uh, we are with every little thing that we're doing uh, we we're, we're destroying the world so um 
we really need to find an alternative uh, to that and trying to to do as many things as possible to to, to make them to make them good and um, I think uh, like we have forty thousand followers on Instagram for example um, I'm I'm really happy to to try to educate uh, uh, how to live more sustainable and how to live more um, a more conscious uh, lifestyle and um, yeah that really goes that really goes into so many different areas um, like we are trying to to look for uh, for good fabrics and materials for example um, for example if if you say we all we have a few times per week the the thing that people are saying like hey um uh, I like it that it's uh, blah. Let's say vegan or, or a thing, thing like this. Um, and that's and a big thing. I think it's a good example because a lot of people they are um, really looking for vegan products, vegan sneakers, vegan backpacks, whatever it is. Exactly, and and that's that's super good because we don't want to exploit animals. We don't want to. Um, uh be be bad and harmful to uh, to animals especially when you when you see these conditions under uh, which they they are treated um but only saying vegan i mean that's only a very very small uh small thing that you have to consider you have to consider so many things more because vegan can also mean um it can start with the the print of uh, of colorings, uh, they can be chemical. Chemical doesn't need to be uh, animal; it can be vegan, <laughs> but they can destroy the world big time. Mm -hmm. um, you can you can go on with uh, uh, also like there's good and there's bad um, vegan leather, for example, um, for our sneakers um, that we did last year and the ones that we we are bringing out now again. Um, uh, you can just buy you can buy like a plastic vegan leather thing um, which is just produced with a lot of energy consumption um, and uh, treated with bad chemicals for example that's that's vegan <laughs> you can make your life super easy and, uh, and do it like this um, but uh, we actually we've been sourcing a lot of companies and seen a lot of greenwashing there um, and um, so what yeah, was your first idea for the, sorry, what was your first idea for the material that you're going to use on the sneakers? Did you have one specific material in mind or were you open and just looking around for starters? I was really scouting around a lot. And um, um, the, the main material that we, that we use at the moment um, uh, and that we're focusing on because we really believe in it is it's one from, from Italy and they, they have a lot of um, solar panels on their um, on the factory, so they use regenerative uh, energy that they actually produce by themselves. Um, they have, I think, only one eighth of water consumption um, than than others because they have a very good process and they don't use these uh, kind of chemicals uh, that I was just uh, talking about. And um, they use biomass um, a lot for um, for putting into these um, uh, these fabrics. So that makes it. Of course, more expensive, um, but um, it's it's so good to to see that there's um, there's really really good um, good things there 
that you can actually source and that you can do your uh, do your products with and that you can build um, sneakers uh, with, for example. Already so many things that you have to take into consideration and that at least I, as a consumer, often don't see. Of course, I look that at the materials of the products that I'm buying, but then, yeah, the question is, how was it produced? What kind of energy was used for it? Where does certain parts of it come from and so on? Yeah, yeah. And that, that just creates a whole universe of, of questions if you if you start looking at these materials. And we have, um, yeah, we've been scouting more and more and more. And luckily, there's also more and more interesting materials which are coming onto the market. Um, I think I mentioned before, like this kind of transition uh, thing. It's it's not the the overall solution, of course, but. Um, uh, If you also, th also think about like the, the, the manufacturers, a few years ago, no one asked them for um, for vegan materials which are uh, su sustainable, eco-friendly, blah, all these things. So they never had to care about it. They just uh, normally did what they what they do because they could make money with it. Um, you can still could still blame them and uh, tell them it's not a very sustainable uh, thinking, but whatever but but that's how, how the world was uh, was a few years ago and now that it's starting to shift there's more and more good things uh, popping up um, also materials made from uh, uh, pineapple for example or made from old coffee beans or things like this uh, it's getting more and more um, uh, inventions in in this field of, of fabrics and it's 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 only the start i, I think the, maybe we will be on, on a point where Uh, we will only be wearing nothing anymore and eating uh, veggies and, uh, and that. Or there's, or we will still be wearing some stuff, but it's in such a low, bad footprint. Maybe it's even in a positive footprint. Then um, we probably don't know yet. But I mm. think it's really, really cool to see the, how the world will will go and how we how we will evolve in, in this kind of way. Oh, yes. And maybe also not having that much stuff. That's something I've came to realize over the past years. I was like, oh, my gosh. I was almost shocked by the amount of clothes I had and still have. All those things I bought back in my agency days, because, of course, you needed something to wear. And now it's like I'm running around in the same pair of, like, the same top and the same pants almost every day <laughs> so i really do hope that there's this this shift of consuming less but then maybe investing in something that's made in a more sustainable and ethical way yeah have you felt over the past month because you said there was definitely a shift over the past five six years happening where people more inquire where things come from, how the products are made, that they consume. Have you felt another push over those past months or was it more or less stable? Um, do you mean a push in, in um, asking? Just during this pandemic and people are maybe now getting more aware of where we are, what we're doing because of that. Yes. Was, was yeah, there another sure. 
we, we do get a lot of questions. Um, we did get quite a lot of questions before already, and we, we do have them now even more. Um, and yeah, uh, I'm quite happy that we can uh, answer all these questions in a, in, a good, in a good way because we've been thinking like this for, for a long time before. Um, yeah, but uh, I think it, it will not stop. It will just um, it will evolve more and more. And I also think what, what you're saying is, is totally right. You don't need to buy uh, that much anymore. Um, it's much better if you buy quality and um, just buy, buy one pair of sneakers which are really good and which are eco-friendly and sustainable. Um, and if you buy ours or if you buy another pair, there's also other uh, brands out on the market who are doing a really good job. Um, <clears throat> for me, that's, um, I mean, of course, I, I would be happy if, uh, if people buy ours, but um, I think it's good to support these kind of smaller businesses or the business with uh, with a good uh, with a good idea, I don't see them as a competition. I see more big brands as a competition because they um, they do have the possibility, they do have the money to uh, to do it. They do have the clever people on board. Um, I think there could just be more. Um, there could be such a bigger push from from them into a better world. That's what I'm uh, actually a little bit uh, sad uh, about, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand. Mm. So I found it really interesting when you said before, it's when you touched on the progress and you said, well, it's it doesn't have to be the final solution. It can be just one solution on a way to something better. And is this something that you... Or is this their product you could walk us through from your companies where we can see this, literally this evolution? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, of course. Um, I think evolution is, uh, is the thing. Uh, change is the thing. We were never in a, in a, perfect, um, in a perfect situation. Um, uh, if the perfect situation was there already then how boring would it uh, would it be um, and you can never do it because yeah there's always things uh, happening um, yeah I mean let's uh, let's think about the the sneaker that uh, that we have we brought out last year um, a sneaker um, with the crowdfunding which was a huge success it was I was actually mind blown because I I said, let's do a sneaker. I really want to do sneakers because I like them, but I want to do it sustainably. So we started working on it for a long time and um, we brought it out. And uh, yeah, it was super, super nice. Um, and people really liked it. I, uh, yeah, I, as I said, I was actually, it was blowing my, my mind. Um, and over the, the past few months, I was um, redesigning them because I was like, ah, I don't really like the design anymore. Maybe I've just seen it uh, too often and I don't like the fabrics, how they play together. So I would like to make it more simple and easy. And um, that always uh, had a big thought in my head. So I uh, tried to rework on, on that and um, also integrate more um, and different materials because um, only over one year there was from from a company where we um, where we couldn't get a good sustainable material 
um, actually there, there was uh, now on the market because they evolved also and they brought out a really, really good thing for, for the inner, um, it's called the lining. Um, so we, we had this and um, that's why you need this constant change and you have to um, always talk to people like, hey, wait, what's, what's happening? Can, can we... Um, can we improve uh, improve it? And um, yeah, now we're bringing out. Um, depending on when the post podcast will uh, will come out, I think it's uh, almost the same time when we have our uh, new sneaker on on the market, um, which is yeah, uh, yeah super super um, interesting to see how it uh, how it will go. Hmm. Yeah. You definitely have to. Um... Keep me updated on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> also, also, we are like we are um, developing actually uh, at the moment more kind of sneakers, like more models to um, to have um, a broader um, range and also to also attack the the non-sustainable sneakers a bit more with a bigger variety. And um, yeah, of course, they are also all non-animal, but also um, with a good thought be behind it, good material, ecological material, um, environmental friendly um, fabrics. So yeah, that's um, that's part of uh, of the game for us to to always evolve. Hmm, and also manufactured in Portugal at exactly. the moment. Portugal, uh, we have one production site. They're they're really good. They're modern. They pay good wages to, to their employees um, and they have a really good mindset uh, of, a, of a sustainable future also. Nice. I think that's, that's really what you want. Have this, this good mindset as you phrased it, having that throughout the production chain. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's very important. And um, it's quite interesting when you talk to people in the production chain it is very quickly you can see if they have a good mindset or not if they know if they know it or if it's only only a greenwashing and a stupid uh, product that they just want to sell you it's uh, yeah ah interesting it's good that that you can spot these people <laughs> <laughs> definitely it's good that you have developed a radar for that yeah. that's i think that's basically it i find it always super interesting to to talk to people like you because it's not only talking about the lifestyle but actually looking into you know talking to you as an independent business owner and looking into how things are really made and what's behind it and that it's not just the the label that's in the end that's sticking out it's not just vegan it's You have to ask, how is it made? Why is it vegan? What are the colorings or the dyeing? And and I really hope that this conversation kicks people listening to inquire more and to start questioning more and to yeah, just to to think more on their own and really dis decide if they want to have something or not and. It's, it's not saying that I'm perfect in that regard. I'm far away from it, but I think just thinking about it a bit more helps a lot. 
Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And you don't need to be perfect. No one needs to be perfect. Um, it's if you if you see see yourself in a transition mode that you go better and better and you learn more and more um, each day. And if you if you are in a good mindset about it, even if you do things wrong, I mean, we cannot switch uh, 180 degrees in, uh, within one day. Um, the whole economy and the whole world is not, um, not made for, for this. But I think it's just going like every day a step or two into certain direction which um which you can live with it and uh, which the whole world and our children and the children of our children can can also live uh, live with uh, with, uh, with it i think that's uh, the the best thing to to do mm. definitely i agree just quickly before um we finish this conversation uh Where do you ship to? Because I have a lot of listeners in the US and across the globe as well. Do you ship within Europe or also outside of Europe? Uh, we do ship uh, within Europe, uh, for sure. Um, we could also ship outside Europe. Um, I think at the moment we are not doing it, but I will look into it. It will be a bit more expensive, um, quite mm. a bit, but... If you just buy uh, five pairs of sneakers um, for the next two or three years and don't buy any any other sneakers, then the shipping will not be that much expensive. I, I would say so. It's, uh, <laughs> it will be okay. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good calculation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it will be a bit difficult for for the US, but uh, let's see. Maybe just uh, go and scout around on the on the website and see. Um, I mean, I would really like to go to to the us also one day um but then again um it doesn't make sense to ship from from germany it, it actually doesn't make sense to produce in portugal and then ship to the us yeah you're so right that that that's one of the reasons um we we haven't attacked the the us market yet yeah um if if i would go uh I would maybe go on a transition thing again, try it out, how it works, maybe ship like quite a few um, pairs of sneakers down there and try it out. But um, in the meantime, find find a producer over there and um, and really go uh, go ahead like uh, like this, like produce locally and sell locally and try to ship yeah. locally. Because all, all the other things, um, that, doesn't, uh, that doesn't work at all. Yeah. It makes sense doing it like the way you do. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I was amazing. Yeah, looking at it also for um, for Australia. Um, I think you can uh, you can do it. Um, I think for the, for for the US and Canada, you can for sure do it. Um, yeah, as soon as uh, as the borders open, I think I um, come over. Surf a few waves uh, in in California and um, try and see if it's if it's possible to um, to go there and enter it. Hmm. Cool. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, Niels, for sharing all of this. I really really enjoyed the conversation. Going from freedom lifestyle 
to sustainable living and basically questioning more how we live and how we consume. And it's, it's so this mission of this podcast, all that we talked about. So thank you very much. Thank you that, uh, that you had me. I, I really like the, the talk because um, talking about these topics also like sets some sparkles in, in my mindset free. And um, I actually do hope also in, in some of the listeners um, to, to just go and um, pursue the, um, the life that they actually want or the goal that they, they actually want. I think that's, that's a good thing, especially in or after Corona times to, to really see that life and living is so fragile that, um, that it's mm. even more important to to do exactly what you what you want to do. Beautiful closing words. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you also. That was really nice. I hope you are inspired and motivated by the conversation as much as I am. That's actually one cool thing about having a podcast and inviting people to talk about their lives. They always inspire me. There's always something I can take out and integrate into my life to make it better. What's one thing that really motivated you? Share your thoughts and feedback with us, either via Instagram or email. You can find both in the show notes. So that's in the show notes below or on the episode page. So if you're listening on Spotify, simply hop onto the episode page and there you'll find everything, all the links uh, and stuff we talk about. And as always, if you like this episode, send it to someone who could really use a radiant spark of positive motivation and freedom. And if you're listening on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, inspire more people to tune in by leaving a five-star rating and a short review. You simply have to be logged into your account on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, then click the subscribe button and then click on those five stars. And right below, you also find the option to write a review. It's all super simple and it really helps me grow my podcast and helps me to bring out more inspiring episodes to you in the future. So thank you very much. Also, is there anyone on your mind who should definitely be on my show talking about her or his freedom lifestyle? If so, send me a message and tell me why they are a perfect fit. All right. I hope you're all well wherever you are. Stay healthy, stay safe and always keep questioning. <laughs>